0: yo what's up guys uh, Hassan here getting out on another stream I mean we're, we're gonna be talking we're gonna be talking Bernie Sanders we're gonna be talking socialism uh, I think really the topic that I need to focus on today is how really collectivism is the answer for America we really need to be taxing the rich you know the schism between the elites in this country and poverty in this country you know it just keeps getting greater so we gotta we gotta really tax those elites
1: hey Hassan um, sorry for interrupting but we got your paycheck right here here you go Thank you very much. Uh
0: huh. This says this says one hundred and seventy five thousand. It's supposed to be two hundred.
1: Um. Well, you said you wanted to tax the rich, right?
0: No, I want my twenty five thousand. So.
1: Okay. Well, we'll work on that.
0: Anyways, guys, back to what I was saying. You know, you know, subscribe if you want to hear more from me. It is, it is five dollars a month. Drop that down below. Uh, also, talk about how socialism's the greatest thing. Put that down in the chat. Maybe I'll give you a follow. Seen <laughs> and scene. Oh, it's you know what. Every time we do these skits, they're getting too real, guys. They're getting too real. And this one obviously is very much on the nose because a, a young man by the name of Hassan Piker, you may know him as a very famous Twitch streamer uh, who advocates for socialism. And his collectivist movement and taxing the rich, (laughs) his income has now been exposed Uh, on Twitter. I'll show you the tweet here. This is from Caleb Hull. Twitch just had a massive hack that revealed the revenue of creators. Popular socialist and political commentator Hassan Piker is making over $200,000 a month. $200,000 a month, this man.
1: Cha-Ching! Cha-Ching! I mean, capitalism is just the worst thing ever, isn't it? Yeah. I mean, socialism is 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 definitely the system that we need to change to in America because then I can not make two hundred thousand dollars per month.
0: Yeah, it's so funny how so many of these people who we saw it with Nicole too, who also does streaming and does TikTok and all this fun stuff. She's uh, an avid socialist herself, but lives in a. a Two million plus dollar apartment that she did a little tour for on on uh, YouTube, and same thing goes for Hassan here. Advocates for socialism, taxing the rich. Let's show you a little picture of uh, what what Hassan likes to wear. Ah. Uh. Make the rich pay. <laughs>
1: where have I seen this before?
0: Where have I seen this before?
1: Oh yeah, it was at the Met Gala.
0: Yes, yes. Where someone
1: else wore—that is a prominent socialist—wore a tax the rich dress.
0: Yeah, you know that that thirty thousand dollar ticket to get into the Met Gala, albeit for charity, but it's only a small sum of his of his monthly income. So don't worry, don't worry. Not even a quarter of his monthly income.
1: It's almost like these anti-establishment elites are the or are the elites, I mean, it's almost like they are the establishment um, and don't believe a thing that they're saying.
0: Yeah, it's almost like that. And it's almost like once you get a a little taste of of richness and and luxury and elitism in America, you don't want to give that up yet. You'll still go and advocate for the very structures, the very economic practices that break that down. But guess what? He's only advocating that for you. It's not going to affect him because he's a millionaire. He's making two plus million dollars annually, yet advocating for socialism. And guess what? When the, when the socialist rains do come down, when you are getting kicked in the balls by the military boot, as I say, Hassan's not going to be going through that because Hassan has the money to, to not go through that.
1: Yeah. And we we watched a couple minutes of his stream a minute ago because he's like trending big on Twitter right now. It's everyone is justly calling out this hypocrisy and he was saying like well there are other creators who make a lot more money than me and they all have big b- deals with businesses and brands and look i'm creating all this great content and people are he, my, my subscriber account is publicly available everyone can see it he's using all these rationalizations yeah. but um yes. at the end of the day if you really believe in the redistribution aren't you aren't you know there are other co- um, creators on mm-hmm. Twitch who work just as hard as you, who don't get that many subscribers and who don't get that much revenue. So shouldn't you redistribute some of your wealth or the, the wealth you've gotten um, from to them to those other creators? Shouldn't you redistribute some of your uh, channels? Uh, you know popularity to the other creators who are working just as hard. Their labor is just as valuable as yours. Under socialism, is it not?
0: Yeah, Hasan, Taylor, and I are streaming right now. We're streamers. We we're not making the the two hundred <laughs> thousand dollars a month that you're making. Why don't Why don't you skim a little bit? Why don't you skim a hundred thousand dollars off the top and send it over to us? I mean, yeah, that, I'd, that's I'd what your policy for advocates for.
1: <laughs> yeah, your t- two point seven five million dollar mansion is not too far away from us. It's only like a half hour <laughs> drive. So, I mean, we'd we'd be down to take a couple rooms in the mansion and, and right swim in your swimming pool, work out in your exactly.
0: gym. Exactly. And you can go and look up his defense of himself. It's on YouTube. The only reason we're not playing it is because he uses quite a bit of profanity throughout the entire stream, which he is is known for doing. But again, he brings up the well, other streamers, look at look at Ludwig, look at Summit. They make they make Just the same amount of money as me, if not more. Look at them and their their Twitch streamers and their subscriber counts are there. And all their money is, is privy to the internet. Anybody can see what income they're making. Why is everybody coming after me? And he fails to acknowledge the fact that he is a massive advocate for socialism. He just goes, I don't understand why I'm trending. Why is everybody attacking me? I don't get it. I don't get it. All I am is just a leftist.
1: Capitalisming pretty hard for a socialist. Yeah, right.
0: <laughs> you're benefiting pretty hard. I'm just, I'm going to capitalism even harder, is basically what he said. He's like, I'm going to continue to show I know, you,
1: you, you called it like the Matt Walsh, whenever he offends people, he was just like doubling down. But right. it doesn't work when you're doubling down on your own hypocrisy. That just makes it. All the more evident how hypocritical right.
0: you are. Right, acknowledge it, Hassan. Acknowledge the fact that you advocate for socialism while not practicing it in your own life. And and you know what? If you did acknowledge it, then I would go, hey, at least you know, at least he understands capitalism works.
1: Yeah, at least. I, and I don't understand how so many people f- still follow him and and still support the politicians and people who advocate for these policies while clearly not living out the same thing, um, living out their beliefs in their lives. But. Um, I don't know. I like there's, it's that. It's the whole, I can spit on you and tell you it's raining. And right. You know, here we are.
0: Thank you. Thank you for the weather thank, update thanks for the weather. update. Exactly. <laughs> no, it's true. They get to advocate for their utopia because still it just sounds so beautiful. Doesn't it? I want everybody to have everything paid for and everything's going to be great. And all, all the wealth is going to be redistributed. And, and so long as I so long as I'm functioning under capitalism, I'll say that. I'll wait, I'll wait till the socialism actually t- comes around the corner and I'll see. We'll, we'll check in with Hassan again when that happens. But I have a feeling he won't be as strong of, of an advocate as he is now. Now, moving on. People like Hassan can go and say that and make, make money off of it. And that's great. You know, whatever. It, that's how capitalism works. I'm glad you found your niche, uh, Hassan. Good for you. Now we're going to move on to somebody who's getting canceled in, in, a, in a sense. Her name is Sage Steele. And uh, here's the headline out of Yahoo News. Sage Steele removed from ESPN following comments on Obama vaccine. Former colleague Jameel Hill calls her out. Now, she... Let's give you an update here. A lot of people are saying that Sage Steele has been fired. She has not been fired. She's just been temporarily removed from ESPN regarding some comments that she made, not only in reference to the COVID-19 vaccine, which they're not comments in reference to the vaccine. They are comments in reference to mandates. I want to really hone that in because this article is painting her as some sort of conspiracy theorist extremist. And when we get to her comments, you will find that they are not that extreme at all. But first, she made comments about a former president by the name of Barack. Obama. She said, If they make you choose a race, what are you going to put? Well, both. Barack Obama chose black and he's biracial. Congratulations to the president. That's his thing. I think that's fascinating considering his black dad is nowhere to be found, but his white mom and grandma raised him. But okay, you do you. I'm going to do me. Listen, I'm pretty sure my white mom was there when I was born and my white family loves me as much as my black family. Put
1: that bigot in jail right now. Oh my gosh. I have my opinion about racial matters and you can have yours. What kind of bigoted nonsense is that, that is fire ridiculous. her immediately yep
0: yep remove her i don't even want to hear what she has to say about football basketball anything of the sort because her her opinions on race shroud that for me they 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 set me afire. <laughs> it's amazing all she did was point out an objective truth obama identifies as black i identify as biracial we are both biracial Oh my gosh, the scandal.
1: And yeah, and then she didn't even make any comment. She didn't cast any aspersions on him for doing so either. She just kind of was like, that's an interesting point, is it not? That's his choice. He chooses to do that. And we, you know, we tend to look at him as black because of Mm -hmm. that. Um, And okay, whatever. And she's, but it's an interesting observation um, that is totally valid to make. And yet ESPN has deemed that to be, um, I forget how they framed it, but somehow. not up to their standards of how their employees are supposed to communicate about these matters yeah um, I'm very confused
0: right and i think where things got contentious is the fact that she mentioned that his father wasn't there oh my gosh how crazy is it to say that so uh hill came after her on twitter specifically and said so on top of thinking that former president obama shouldn't identify as black because he didn't have a relationship with his father which is not what
1: she said by the way no
0: no all she said was he identifies as black even though his black father was not there to raise him that's all she said And that's an objective. She never said
1: he shouldn't identify as black, which is so she's putting, she's mischaracterizing her comments already, which is what these people do.
0: Exactly. And they try to spin it. And now they're calling her a sexist for saying that when women wear scandalous outfits in journalism, they should know what they're, what they're getting into when they wear it. It amazes me that you can be a woman and this is a black woman. We're, we're canceling black women now. So let's, let's, let's acknowledge that for a moment because we've been staying away from that territory for a while because apparently black women are untouchable but not Sage Steele, because she said something that goes against the mainstream narrative. Now she's getting called a Stacey Dash. She's getting called Candace Owens. She's getting called Uncle Tom for simply pointing out objective truths. How amazing is that?
1: Well, when the truth is offensive, when the truth flies in the face of mainstream acceptable narrative, then right. you must be silenced and quenched. And But it, what amazes me is the willingness of... Her former co- co-workers, but even the people who are in charge at ESPN, who will are enforcing this, who are saying the objective facts that you're saying the the um, open opinions that you're stating that are you know completely valid and not bigoted at all. These are unacceptable, and you must be silenced and quenched, um, and the mob should come after you, according to Jamil Hill. Right. Um, and they're even putting words in her mouth and, and giving a very dishonest and uh, uncharitable representation of her views, yes. which you know shock her.
0: Yeah, this article goes on to call Sage Deal a conspiracy theorist. Now let's let's deep dive into that. This is in regard to the COVID nineteen vaccine. What did Sage Deal say that that points to conspiracy? Let's hear. I work for a company that mandates it, and I had until September thirtieth to get to get it done, or I'm out. Sage Deal told Cutler. She has been with ESPN since 2007. Here's what she says. Quote, I respect everyone's decision. I really do. But to mandate it is sick and it's scary to me in any ways. I just, I'm not surprised it got to this point, especially with Disney. I mean, a global company like that.
1: She's... straight to jail straight to jail jail. you
0: you advocated for choice and decision making when it comes to medical treatment and mandates straight to jail
1: you respect everyone else's choices and opinions but you want to make your own straight to jail
0: you want to choose your own racial identity and and be objectively true about what that is and then talk about when other people aren't straight to jail
1: (laughs) wow wow
0: world. We live in a clown world. And I do urge you to go and read this article. We we should read articles from all sides of the aisle. This is out of Yahoo News. Again, the title of it is Sage Steele removed from ESPN following comments on Obama vaccine. Former colleague Jameel Hill calls her out. Check out this article and read the whole thing. Read how it characterizes her. And of course they, they put the quotes in there and the quotes are completely innocuous. So poor Sage Steele. I feel bad for this woman. She doesn't deserve what's what's what is happening to her right now. Uh, And hopefully people hear about this and they get red pilled because of it. I don't hear Black Lives Matter going up in arms about a black woman being removed from her job.
1: Yeah, the only thing I wish were, were different about um, Sage Steel's actions is that she apologized for the, yep. the comments. And I wish she would have doubled down um, because now this is a very vague apology. She said, yeah. I know my recent comments created controversy for the company and I apologize. We're in the midst of extremely challenging times. It impacts all of us. And it's more critical than ever that we communicate constructively and thoughtfully. But I thought she was quite thoughtful in her remarks in the first place and uh, was not denigrating anyone else or casting aspersions on anyone else Um, so I don't think she was not communicating constructively and then um, the ESPN's I don't know who the leader is Michael McCarthy or whatever said Mm -hmm. um, we expect we at ESPN we embrace different points of view. Dialogue and discussion makes this place great. That said, we expect those points of view to be expressed respectfully in a manner consistent with our values and in line with our internal policies. So, in other words, we embrace many points of view as long as they are consistent with our internal policies and our values. Right. Which is kind of the opposite of expecting yeah. different points of view.
0: Yeah. It's, it is exactly the opposite of saying we embrace different. You points
1: can have. Of you can. Views. You're free to say anything that we approve of. <laughs> right.
0: You are allowed to say whatever you want, so long as you have asked me first and I agree with it.
1: <laughs> Pretty much. But that, that's where we're going as a society is um, you're allowed to express any opinion as long as big tech is a, a, approved of it. You're allowed to share any information on social media as long as big tech's fact checkers are OK with it. Right. Um, you're allowed to participate in society as long as you uh, do all of the medical choices that um society or that the powers that be demand that you do, yep. uh, which probably leads us to our next story.
0: Yes, it does lead us to our next oh story. And this was a tough one for um, us to grapple with considering where we are right now. If you guys don't know, we are streaming out of Los Angeles and some breaking news has happened today. Here's the article. This is out of KTLA.com. LA to require COVID vaccination proof for indoor restaurants, gyms, malls in nation's strictest vaccine mandate. This is coming out of the gate. Uh, It's officially going to go into effect uh, beginning on November 4th. So under the ordinance, patrons uh, age 12 and older will have to show proof of full vaccination at indoor areas, including restaurants, bars, gyms, movie theaters, convention centers, card rooms, museums, malls, play areas, spas, salons, and indoor city facilities beginning November 4th. I hope they didn't leave anything out, just in case you were wondering (laughs) whether or not you could go to a card room. Without being vaccinated,
1: what even is a card room?
0: I'm not I know, sure. I know
1: it's a place you frequent. I picture like I, I don't no know idea. back room of a. Of I picture a like a poker, bar, like yeah, a, yeah, where people are playing poker. And I'm picturing Goodfellas.
0: Gambling. Yikes. Yeah, no. <laughs> that's what I'm picturing. That's the one
1: I'm most disappointed about personally.
0: Yeah. Well, you know, I don't know what I'm most. I'm just disappointed in general. And <laughs> we're gonna get into some of the some of the comments here. Uh, No one is forcing anybody to get vaccinated, says L.A. City Council President uh, Nuri Martinez, uh, as he said last week. But if you don't, there are certain things you will simply not be able to do without showing proof of vaccination.
1: So you'll become a second class citizen. Right. If you don't comply with the mandate. But
0: but I'm not forcing you. Right. I didn't I didn't come to your door with a needle and shove it in your arm against your will. I'm simply saying you don't get to function as an American citizen anymore without this vaccination. So I'm not forcing you. So don't be scared, guys. It's going to be okay. And here's another article that you should read in reference to this, whether you're a California citizen or not. This one is out of Deadline.com, which goes over the vaccine mandates as well. You know, uh, L.A. officials votes to require proof of vaccination we wanted to sort of take a deep dive and get into some of the quotes that are said by our officials in this in this article because they are asinine uh and i'm i won't even say they'll blow your mind at this point but there's just so much to talk about in in relation to this mandate move here's a quote uh from O'Farrell. COVID-19 could be eradicated if we had mass vaccinations across the country and across the world, O'Farrell said before, noting the United States history of eradicating smallpox and mostly eradicating polio through vaccinations.
1: Yeah, this, yeah, we talked about this before the stream. We did. This is probably the most unbelievable part for me because this is one of the city council members who is expressing the reason why I am supporting this mandate is mm-hmm. because this mandate is the measure that we need to take in order to er- eradicate it. Now, uh, it this is misinformation. Yep. Yeah. Um, you cannot er- eradicate this through vaccination any more than you can eradicate influenza right. and the disease he compares them to are not respiratory viruses that have animal reservoirs and such uh, as does COVID-19 and so the entire basis of the mandate according to the people who are voting on the mandates he's he's saying my rationale for, for imposing this mandate on 20 million people in LA County or however many are in LA City I think this is a city level mm-hmm. mandate um, is to eradicate COVID-19 which if you look at any of the even mainstream science around this um, that is misinformation. Yeah,
0: you he, they know that they're lying, but you can hide totalitarianism under the guise of doing it for the greater good and doing it for people's health and wellness, and that's what he's trying to do. COVID nineteen could be eradicated if we if we mass vaccinate the entire country. No that's false not to you, mention look you at lying
1: yeah, look at israel <laughs> right. by the way look at vermont who has the highest vaccination rate in the country cases have been spiking there so y- the idea of full eradication is and they've they even openly now the the science around the vaccines is what they're saying is this is to reduce the severe right. symptoms so that you're not hospitalized or that you have a terrible time with it so the idea of eradicating it by vaccination is not it's it's completely asinine but yet this is the rationale for doing this. It's again, this is the, I'm spitting on you and telling you it's raining and expecting you to thank me for the weather update. And the the other part of this that bothers me is, and you know, we need to say this for the record, like whatever your thoughts are on the vaccine itself, that, you know, make your own choice. um, That's what we're advocating for. This is about freedom. And, My freedom is not your bargaining chip. You know, you don't have that's where it's the first principle of the matter of like you do not get to hold my freedom hostage Mm -hmm. until I meet your demands. That's the definition of tyranny. And it's not yours to take or hold over me. My ability to go to a restaurant is not uh, yours to hold over me as like my, my right to go participate in society yep. is not your bargaining chip. Yep. And the, that is the essence of the tyranny that they're exerting over us right now.
0: Yeah. And if you're in L.A. right now or in California in general, or anywhere in the United States, this should not be allowed to stand. This is your rallying cry. This is not allowed. This is not OK. It is not OK to mandate that anybody get any sort of medical treatment that you deem to be necessary for them. Now, let's read some more quotes here. Why on earth is it okay in 2021 to have 30 plus people die in the county of Los Angeles from COVID over a three day period including an 11 year old girl when we have a vaccine that could have prevented all of that accessible to everyone. First of all, more in misinformation (laughs) and we had Dave Rubin on this show to talk about uh, how many people were actually dying in LA. You can go and check you can check out uh, that video that we did Uh, and his last reference was two (laughs) in a week. two. So, uh, Again, a, a really great way to recognize propaganda is through emotional anecdotal pleas. And this is exactly what he's done, including an 11-year-old girl. When we had this vaccine, we, we should be able to force it. And again, Taylor and I were talking about this before. How many people in LA have died of drug overdoses on the street, just lying there dead in the street, which is something that LA, LA City has made permissible for you to just do drugs on the street? Uh, how many people have died from being shot uh, here in California and in L.A. in general, a lot, a lot. And as I said on the stream earlier, uh, either this week or last week, I got off the phone with a police officer that I'm friends with who uh, patrols in South Central Los Angeles. And they are so overwhelmed right now with the amount of murders happening in Los Angeles that they don't know what to do. He has time for nothing else. But no, but we're we're more focused on people getting uh, a mandatory Again, mandatory vaccination for a virus that they have a 99.9% chance of, of recovering from.
1: Yeah, and here's another, along the same lines, here's another stat um, that more children in Chicago have been shot mm-hmm. in the last year than have died of COVID 19 nationwide. But,
0: That's yeah, yeah.
1: New York Post. But,
0: but we sh- we should use this story of an 11 year old girl, a tragic story, to mandate your freedom, to get to tell you what you get to do. Which, by the with way, aren't,
1: aren't children under 12 not even. Right. Approved to get the vaccine by the CDC right now.
0: Exactly. But her, but her death would have been, it would have been avoided if, if we all got vaccinated, we killed her. Right. Isn't that, that's a lot. We killed the grandmothers. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Uh We did it. Now Uh. let's, uh, let's, let's read some more again. And listen to how they justify it. It's very, very tactful. The language is very, very tactful. And you have to be tactful when you're trying to convince an entire population of people to give up their liberties or those who are vaccinated to advocate for the liberties of other people being taken. This is not a vaccine mandate. We're not going to deny anybody the ability to access essentials, food, medicine, etc., regardless of vaccination. But What is immoral is choosing not to get vaccinated, choosing to listen to some delusional rant on Twitter. Okay, so many things encased in this. Again, a cover up for what they're doing, because they're saying we're not going to allow you uh, the opportunity to get essentials like food and medicine. Who could ever do that? But you're you're barbaric and you're immoral for choosing not to get vaccinated. Again, you're killing grandmothers. You're responsible for this. And then he says choosing to listen to some delusional rant on Twitter. Again, an effort to. To label people who have done research into medicine and are trying to advocate for their own health, as as we all should be, calling them delusional and saying that you get your information from Twitter.
1: Yes. And what was the thing that it said right before that? that um, what is immoral is yeah, choosing
0: the, not to get vaccinated.
1: Yes. How wild of a but that's that is that is how they circumvent the actual argument which is hey let's add let's have a rational assessment of the risk that this presents to the population and and then rationally look at the evidence behind what different measures that we can take to mitigate the negative outcomes um, associated with this virus and the different measures we can take to slow the spread or whatever let's have rational discussions and look at the evidence around this no let's no if you don't get this vaccine you're evil yep if you that is that's how simplistic the logic has become and this this is sadly not just limited this is the, the the crazy thing is that the people of los angeles and california in general approve of this and think like this and vote for this and that is the part where it's like mm-hmm. you know we've we've had this discussion many times like if, if you're going to vote for people who take away your freedom over and over again like eventually uh can you do you deserve that
0: yep yep and you know what you advocate, I, I mean, look at Australia, you advocate, you put those people in power, you put them in office and now that's what they're doing. And you are, and there are still people in Australia <laughs> while these horrific lockdowns are happening, while people are getting beat, maced, choked in the streets, there are still people in Australia advocating for it.
1: Mm-hmm. Yeah, I uh, Alex and our team Alex uh, Jimenez said mm-hmm. something really funny on slack today I hope he doesn't mind that I'm repeating it on, mm-hmm. on his name But he said at, w- at what point are we just morons for sticking around here? I feel like one of the dumb East Berliners watching the razor wire get laid out and not deciding to hop over before the fences go up Yep, <laughs> yep, but it really does start to feel like that It,
0: it feels exactly like that and it's again the, the conversation that we had with Dave Rubin go and check it out It's just at some point you are living somewhere that is not advocating for you and is not doing anything for you and you are giving them the money so that they can continue to do that and at some point you have to see yourself out and this is i I don't this is a straw for me this is
1: a between the um i don't know how much we can say right right right. there have been a couple of gut punches in recent months you can piece together what we're referring to yes uh, this is the latest and you know it's it's tough
0: It is tough, Uh, and you know, we'll see what happens from from here on out, but uh, Los Angeles is not looking great, and this is happening in a month's time, so November 4th, let's see how things go. I'm curious to see how many people, uh, vaccinated or unvaccinated, choose to go along with these mandates, choose to bow down to the government, and I'm I'm very interested to see how many people are actually going to fight this.
1: My faith in the citizens of Los Angeles is unfortunately very low. Right. To stand up to this in, but that doesn't mean those of us who do not want to, to be to lose our freedom um should not should go down quietly. Right. And right. so we won't.
0: There's been some rallies thus far. Will and I have been going to them. I think there's going to be more up the bend. Uh and if there's not, I will be extremely surprised. But oh, we will be there. So we'll uh see you guys there. Next is a story about, you know, we talk about this a lot. One of one of the dying arts of our nation is comedy. And uh, a comedian who's under fire for the hundredth billionth time? I don't know how many times this man has been under fire. You know him. You love him. His name is Dave Chappelle. Here's the article out of Fox News. Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special, panned by liberal critics, terribly angry, and disappointed. Let's see what what Chappelle had to say. Comedian Dave Chappelle's latest Netflix special is again receiving mixed to negative reviews from liberal critics who might not come as a surprise to him, which might not come as a surprise to him. Given the tone of the set dropped on Tuesday, Chappelle's show in Detroit called The Closer, his final special in his six set Netflix deal delved heavily into criticism he's gotten from the LGBTQ community and others that the comedian punches down and is even transphobic in addition to addressing racism, COVID-19, parenting, and his attitude towards women. Now, there have been people writing that he's gone too far, he's gotten too close to the edge of, of being offensive to people, and he's been accused of homophobia and transphobia. He fumed at how Chappelle closed the set with a vow to stop doing LGBTQ jokes and also called on your community, to stop punching down on his. Chappelle said in the set he was not indifferent to the suffering of others.
1: Yeah, this is what these, I mean, if you look at the audience score on Rotten Tomatoes mm-hmm. versus the critics score, um, let me see here. It's 38% tomato meter uh, for the critics. In other words, they only give it a 38% approval rating, 62% hate it. Um, audience score is 99% positive. So, and that's so with over 7,000 ratings as of this screenshot I'm looking at. Um, what these elites do not understand is that punching at them is punching up. Mm-hmm. You you control with your ideology that is institutionalized in Hollywood, in the mainstream media, in academia, everywhere. You are the elites. You are the people to punch up at. And the ideology yep. that you impose on everybody about intersectionality, um, the trans stuff, all the, all that, that is what is should be made fun of and poked holes of. Mm-hmm. And, and it resonates with people, who, the common people, who have to put up with your BS all the time and aren't allowed to speak their minds or laugh at jokes that are funny if they're not PC. Right. Um, people And people are sick and tired of it. So when someone like Dave Chappelle goes on and does some politically incorrect humor, guess what? 99% of them, the real the common people, think it's funny. The right. only people who don't think it's funny is the elites who don't like holes being, being uh poked in the narrative that they're trying to control everyone's minds with.
0: And it shows you the power they possess, because the mainstream media is going to report on this, of course. You know, you're going to hear from Yahoo and CNN and MSNBC and ABC, and and they're all going to say how horrible Dave Chappelle's show is while the general public doesn't believe that at all, but they get to control the narrative. They get to control what gets put out about this. If the general public was putting out a critique on on Dave Chappelle, I'm sure they would say it was great at a 97% approval rate, but because elites get to control the narrative, they get to control what information you get. You're going to hear nothing but horrible things about this. Now, what they... What they wrote here, and I think this is very funny. Chappelle's anti-trans jokes have often boiled down to human anatomy, which shows an un-nuan- how unnuanced his view is on the subject. <laughs> so basically, Chappelle's trans jokes boil down to the science of human anatomy, which shows how unnuanced he is.
1: Yeah, he's saying basic common sense and right. scientific fact contradict your mainstream ideology about gender theory and such, and isn't that funny? Ha ha. We can, let's make a joke about it. And this guy's saying those jokes are triggering and inappropriate and mean.
0: Yeah. Because they offend me. You should get a bad rating
1: I, on the, this daily wire article here, just to get a sense of like some of the jokes that he did tell. Mm-hmm. Um, it says, he, it says Chappelle says plainly that gender is fact during the stand-up special yep. and defends Harry Potter author JK Rowling. Who's taken the fe- heat for refusing to comply with progressive gender theory. I think she's, she's a, turf in another in words, somebody who uh says that men cannot be women
0: how evil how crazy is that bait. how how horrible it is that dave chappelle will not indulge in your delusions of being able to tell me that i can be a man and taylor that he can be a woman how disgraceful and unnuanced is your take on human anatomy if that's what you believe so ridiculous and you know I defend Dave Chappelle particularly because he is a com- comedian, but anybody should be able to say that. And to to come after a man whose job is to make people laugh, and comedy is often, often done, not even at the expense of others, but just for everybody to make fun of each other and to, to play on stereotypes and to put their views in a way that is funny and enjoyable for other people. It is the last frontier of free speech. and. All, all is fair in love and war and comedy. Honestly, all is fair in love and war and comedy. And to come after a man who makes jokes at his own expense, oftentimes, and is, has built his career doing so. Uh, and again, a black man, which I thought we weren't doing that anymore. I thought we weren't tearing down black people. I thought that was against the leftist ideology to do that. But no, it does, as long as they don't go along with your narrative, you can tear down whoever you want.
1: Yeah. And like, why, you know, why is it funny um, when to make fun of the idea that men can be women and women can be men right Why, like it's it we laugh at that in mm-hmm. like instinctually because it resonates as true and the role of comedians in society is to kind of be the the canary in the coal mine to or to to call out those uh, the asymmetries in in culture the and the the contradictions um and the hypocrisy of the ruling class that's yep. what comedians do that back all the way back to medieval times as jester in the court you're kind of allowed to make fun of the king a little bit um but why because it it provides a little bit of levity it it it, it draws out our shared humanity mm-hmm. when you can all just like laugh at things that are just funny and true and the the, con- the contradictory sort of things in life and the comedians are experts at at uh calling those out in a very comedic way and that's a very important thing that we have in society so when you have thought police who are saying comedians are no longer allowed to take the air it's like in a movie you need comic relief to like Mm -hmm. take the air out of the tension comedians do that but for like the society at large and whenever you Muzzle them and no longer let them call out polit- political correctness or make fun of your the way you're imposing an ideology on everybody and how many holes it has in it. Um, th- there's n- there's no way to take the air out of our out of the the tension in our country and it's just going to lead to further polarization.
0: And I think they know that. I think and I think they know that. Obviously, maybe the average person doesn't doesn't think it through that far, but the elites know that and they know that comedy is. Provides relief for people. I mean, look. Go back and look at if if you're offended by what Dave Chappelle has to say. Go back and look at old uh, videos of Norm Macdonald and his sets and what he used to say live on television to the American people. And people loved him, and they continue to love him because he says what is true, and it doesn't have to be politically correct. And that's the whole point. Comedians look at the world and they recognize the, the, the stereotypes and the patterns, and then they communicate that to us in a way that we didn't think of, and that is hilarious, and we love it. And it's at everybody's expense. It's not just a trans people or LGBTQ yeah. people. It's me, it's Taylor, it's everybody.
1: I'm old enough to remember growing up with like Jay Leno on TV and even Letterman. Um, and I think Letterman's more of a liberal guy um, and Leno was a little bit maybe right of center. But either way, you couldn't you couldn't tell really because they would poke fun at whoever was president. They would poke fun at everything. Right. And it was like a unifying thing for all of America to tune in to late night television. It was funny. Now on late night, mm-hmm. that is universally all those guys are Raging lefty. Like, did you see Colbert's like vaccine dance the other day? Yes. It was like the most cringeworthy thing ever. It was it, horrible. It, it, it's not even funny anymore. It's just, hey, we're all on one side. If you're on our side, we're gonna pat ourselves on the back and and you know, take cheap shots at the other side who's not here represented here to to defend themselves or or uh, yeah. have, offer any contradictory opinion. And uh ha 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 woes me and and this and I saw I sent you guys this article today but um, not the be reporting the season premiere of woke SNL was the lowest rated single episode in the show's 47 year surprise, history.
0: surprise surprise shocker wow, shocker because SNL used to be amazing and it used to go go after people on both sides of the aisle and it used to do it in a way that was funny and great because they appreciated the people that they were impersonating and I forget what comedian has that quote is you can't do a good impression of somebody unless you appreciate and respect them and <laughs> (laughs) And that's not a thing anymore. And that's why SNL sucks, (laughs) because they impersonate people that they truly hate. And they're truly just trying to do it in a way that's not meant to make people laugh. It's just meant to to propagandize and paint a caricature of somebody. It is not done with respect. It's not done with appreciation. And that's what comedy is losing right now. It's it's it, and it's going. It's going by the wayside.
1: Comedy is dead, except for the cold open skits of Will and Amala.
0: Exactly. That, we we're
1: keeping it on live. We are the right bastion
0: <laughs> of comedic <laughs> relief in
1: America. <laughs> uh, just you know, someone's got to do it.
0: Hire us, SNL. Doing we'll we'll we fix can. your problem. You know, somebody's got to do it.
1: As Will Witt likes to say.
0: As Will Witt likes to say. Now we have a couple more stories today. Uh, this next one is going to be oh, what? Quite a shocker here. This is out of Daily Mail. Dot co uh, sports should create universal categories because transgender women do have an advantage over female athletes says major review surprise surprise this may be a surprise to some of you although i doubt it but there's been a massive campaign on the left to say that transgender women have you know the same Qualifiers and and the same standards as regular biological women, and they've been told that when they've gone through hormone replacement therapy and sex assignment reassignment surgery, that now you're you're functionally a woman. There's no real biological difference. Even the testosterone levels among uh, transgender women and and biological women are normal now. Well, it turns out. Not true. Transgender athletes have an unfair advantage in female sports and a new universal category should be introduced for them, a major review suggested. The report from the Sports Council Equality Group concluded that trans women have an advantage in some sports, even when testosterone levels have been reduced to protect female sports. While also ensuring transgender participation, the report suggested that new, universal, or open categories are introduced for trans athletes.
1: This is just utterly shocking news. I cannot believe.
0: (sighs) It's almost... It's just painstaking to even have to explain.
1: <laughs> it's like oh, so many people commented on our show the other day can, because the title was Can Men Be Women? And they're like, I'm not going to watch this for an hour because it's a simple one word answer. No. Right. right. You know? But it's, it's amazing that headlines these days have mm-hmm. to be obvious facts. Yeah, and somehow that that is groundbreaking when a study reveals something that we knew all along with common sense, but somehow forgot in the last five years. Exactly. because Exactly. Become stupid.
0: Yeah. And, and let's 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 delve in. Let's get into the science a little bit. Let's talk about it. And let's use the example of Laurel Hubbard. You You guys know the trans female weightlifter that joined the female team in the Olympics. So let's assume see Laurel Hubbard started transitioning. I I believe around the age of 35, correct me if I'm wrong in the comments, but I believe around the age of 35. So functionally was a 35 year old grown man before transitioning to become a woman and then participating in the Olympics. Now let's assume that Laurel Hubbard has gone through the, the, uh, hormone blockers, the hormone replacement therapy, and has undergone sexual reassignment. And Laurel Hubbard goes and gets blood work, and her testosterone and estrogen levels look just like that of a biological female on the Olympic team. Did Laurel Hubbard grow up with the bone density of a 35-year-old man her entire life? Absolutely. Does she still have the body structure and the density of a 35-year-old man? Absolutely. So why would we not think that there would still be biological differences between female athletes and trans athletes.
1: I think that's the critical question. Why would you think otherwise? But yeah. it's because you're ideologically possessed and you must bend reality to fit your predetermined beliefs instead of um looking at reality and making uh rules about who can compete and who can't compete based on biological facts and this is just it's unfair to women and it robs women's of their opportunity to compete with one another in a fair way and you're robbing them of their achievements there are plenty of other weightlifters from new zealand and from all over the world who uh, have spent their entire lives trying to build to uh, practicing their sport and, and getting stronger than anyone's than as getting as strong as they possibly can and mm-hmm. uh, to compete against other women and then you just allow the, someone with an asymmetrical biological advantage to come in and compete against them um and why? Because of ideology.
0: Yes, exactly. And I'll, I'll you can guys can go and look up the study as well. I always try to give you the references, what you can look at. Again, this is out of Daily Mail. Now this is a uh, a long-awaited study, long-awaited document, reviews the latest research and is based on interviews with 300 people and 175 organizations, taking place over 18 months. Now, long-term evidence indicates that males have numerous, not just not just bone density, numerous physical advantages in sports compared with females, and this is recognized in. Law. Current research indicates that testosterone suppression does not negate this physical advantage over females and cannot guarantee competitive fairness. The documents released today add the guidance provides content and a framework on which sports can make a decision and set out some of the options a sport might consider from prioritizing transgender inclusion or protecting the female category and to additionally introducing universal admission. So yeah, believe it or not, just changing the testosterone levels in a male, a biologically male body does not make them a woman. I I don't know how people thought that it did. I don't know what we need to do to prove that. Maybe, maybe we have to start suppressing Taylor's testosterone and see, put us through a sports competition (laughs) (laughs) to truly prove it right in front of your eyes. I'm not a big
1: fan of this idea. No, neither am I. Neither is is my wife. Hot Scott but, can do it. Yeah, Scott'll do, do it. it. Scott'll do it.
0: Scott'll be the true test. <laughs> but yeah, so just just ridiculous. This is amazing.
1: And look, the the flip side of this is there's this is the there's a reason why um, female to male trans people can't compete against biological males. It's the same right. reason. They get they get juiced up on all the testosterone hormones, mm-hmm. and yet the, their Still lack of bone enough. structure, bone density, the leverage points on their body and their frame are different. And it's amazing that just you, you. Biological fact is biological fact. It's, it's no matter you know injecting yourself with some hormones doesn't change it. It's kind of crazy,
0: right? You learn this from a very young age. Estrogen decreases your bone density. That's why people with really high estrogen levels are privy to things like osteoporosis. It's particularly an issue for women who are very very active, as it boosts your estrogen. Your estrogen. So to think that men can just supplement hormones and then just be the same strength as women are. And- function in the same capacity is just ridiculous but that's how well propaganda is disseminated into you know our news and what we read and our social media that's how that's how ingenious people are at tricking others amazing <laughs> i don't like it
1: I was about to make a soy boy joke, but then I I withheld myself. Will's not here to defend himself, so it's just Will is not
0: here to defend him. Oh, you're about to call Will a soy boy?
1: (laughs) I'm here, in a manner of
0: speaking. In a manner of speaking. Now, let's get into our final story of the day, and this one's spooky. Ooh, it is October, ladies and gentlemen, so we had to do a little spooky story. This one's out of New York Post. The title is Zodiac Killer Identified Linked to Sixth Murder, Cold Case Squad Claims. Now, I don't know if you guys are true crime fans. If you are, drop it down below. Taylor, are you a true crime fan?
1: I'm, I feel bad. Like the whole true crime thing. It's like, I'm fascinated yes. by true crime. Yes. It is fascinating. I don't like to say I'm like a fan because, you, yeah, because it's horrible the day, things. It's, yeah. It's stories of people getting murdered, brutally murdered. Right. That's a terrible thing. And so I never, right. I always try to like inwardly when I'm watching this stuff, be like, okay, <laughs> I'm fascinated real. by the process of figuring out crimes. Right. And you know, understanding the psychology of criminals yes. and all this type of stuff. But I'm, I, I'm not like a fan of right. watching stuff about people dying.
0: Yeah, you're not like, I want people to get murdered yeah. so that I have more true crime stuff to talk about. Know, I always about. feel weird about that. No. Like, are you
1: true crime fans? Like, I don't, I mean, yes, I love it. I watch tons of these documentaries, right, and stuff, right. but I'm like, I don't know. I feel weird about just saying, like, oh, I love, I love
0: watching you, people die. You know, there's this new show on Hulu. It's called Only Murders in the Building. And it's about like these people who are so fascinated with true crime podcasts that when a crime, uh, a murder actually happens in their hotel, they're like freaking out because they want to make a podcast out of it. See, that's how I view it. It's like, that's not good. Yeah, you gotta draw a <laughs> line That's not good. Well, I'm just acknowledging these things happened and they're horrible. But I'm very, very interested in watching how you solve crimes. And, and mystery, mystery itself. Them.
1: There's something about mystery just in general, right. like mystery novels. There's something in like human nature that just you want to be able to get to the bottom of things and investigate um, clues and find the truth and expose exactly. the killer and all that type of stuff. And stuff.
0: And there's something satisfying about you know finding out how something happened, why it happened, and who did it. And that, that's why people love true crime.
1: Jordan Peterson would say it's uh, making the unknown known and drawing order out of chaos. Wow. And it goes to our basis levels of, of instinct. Without
0: there is chaos you've met a formidable foe and he must he must be quelled (laughs) um anyways so this article out of new york post let's get into it i'm sure a lot of you are familiar with the zodiac killer uh he's responsible for a number of murders that happened in california in northern california particularly in the 1960s and the zodiac killer became really infamous for sending notes to the police departments, sort of leaving clues and cryptic messages, trying to get caught, some might say, or just trying to mislead police officers. Now, let's get into the article. A cold case task force claims that it has identified the notorious Zodiac Killer who terrorized Northern California in the late 1960s and taunted authorities with cryptic notes. Investigators with the case breakers told Fox that the group led by a former FBI agent and retired law enforcement officials has identified the infamous killer as a one Gary Francis Post, who died in 2018? Sucks that he died already before you
1: before justice could be served before, against yeah. this vicious killer criminal. Yes. Right.
0: <laughs> and then he's he's already dead. Let's see. So they also tied the infamous serial killer to a sixth murder in Southern California. So this is this is Gary Francis here. Uh, now apparently what they did was through years of digging they did some they found some new forensic evidence in the case, including photos from post dark room that show scars on his forehead that match the scars on the sketch of the Zodiac Killer. So this is Gary. This is uh, he's a scary looking dude. And this is the Zodiac Killer, and everybody's looking at the little Marks in his forehead at the top, which were scars, indicated by people who witnessed him and people who saw him. And Gary Post has got them same things going on. No,
1: okay, I I think that's kind of a thin, non-substantial, but. The next one was yes. the one that I was like, oh, okay, that's pretty convincing.
0: Deciphering letters sent by the Zodiac also revealed Post as the killer who had claimed to have slaughtered as many as 37 people. In one note, the letter, the letters of Post's full name were removed to reveal an alternate message, a casebreaker investigator told Fox News. So you got to know Gary's full name in order to decipher these anagrams. Former Army counterintelligence agent Jen Butchultz said... I just don't think there's any other way anyone would have figured it out. The team, the team also believes Post killed Sherry Joy Bates on Halloween in 1966, some 400 miles away from San Francisco and two years before the first slang was linked to the Zodiac Killer. So essentially, when they found Gary Post's name and they used it to decipher the Zodiac Killer's notes, they were able to decipher the cryptic messages that he was sending to police officers. (laughs) (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> uh, i forgot we had that thing programmed oh we should have used that at the very beginning
0: that's awesome but no
1: that that part is crazy to me that, that is they used to they plugged his name into one of the zodiac letters and mm-hmm. that revealed like i mean i would like to know what the message said though right like, right how like is it does it say like some random bunch of letters or words that you can't really string together or is it like straight up like here's another coherent message that you can only decipher using this guy's name.
0: Right. I have a feeling they didn't let release this because they're probably working on a book or a movie of some sort that they don't want to release the information prematurely. Darn capitalists. Right, right. Those darn capitalists. Hassan Hassan will have something to say about that. <laughs> um, now, they also have other, other evidence here. Uh, a wristwatch with paint splatter was found uh, that was thought to have been worn by the killer and was recovered at the scene of Bates' murder. This is uh, young Bates here, who was unfortunately murdered in 1966, and Post himself was a house painter for more than four decades, according to the Cold Case
1: Squad. Okay, I mean, that's again, like, kind of circumstantial, circumstantial. kind like, it's a little bit of a stretch. Now, if they could, like, do an, a deep dive analysis right. on the paint and right. match it to some paint that he used at the exactly. time or something like that, then it'd be like, oh, snap. But I think this is also kinda of weak.
0: Also it is, it, there's a lot of weak evidence. But all of
1: them threaded together yes. you start to get the like okay. Maybe exactly. We, maybe we found him.
0: We're, we're 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 moving threads here. Here's another one. In addition, a heel print from the military style boot at the murder scene matched his and others found at the Zodiac crime scenes, says Fox News reporter.
1: Okay, I mean does the, the size match? Does the impression exactly match the Okay. Game? I want to know if it. doesn't all the, exactly the, the match. Details you know how they here.
0: found Richard Ramirez? You know Richard Ramirez? Yeah,
1: I saw that one. From the, the L- shoe. The LA guy, right?
0: From the shoe, yeah. Yeah. Because there was only one shoe that made that way. So, shoe prints can be very telling, but I don't know how telling in this case. Obviously, they didn't go into detail with this. Now, uh, what was also interesting. I'm trying to scroll and find it. Uh, maybe it's not in this article but a neighbor who lives next door to Gary Post when she found out about he, you know him being suspected of being the Zodiac killer was like oh absolutely i could i could definitely see that being the case
1: i mean who knows i think who knows should we do a true crime podcast on what? we <laughs> should, should we? research everything ourselves and read a bunch of articles and prepare it right. and then be like give our like crime junkies do we think it was the real
0: killer yeah you guys comment down below if you would ever want to see us do you know some some supplemental podcasting i when i tell you i could do it (laughs) (laughs) i could do it i could do it i like i consume this stuff like crazy just because it's so fascinating it's so fascinating um but yeah that's our update i think they they seemingly Think that they found the Zodiac killer? We will probably never ever know for sure, considering he's dead. He's been dead for three years. Yeah. Um, tragic. Yeah. Now, unless they go Tra- through his house, not tragic that
1: he's dead, but tragic that you can't like interview him or serve justice. Right.
0: You they should. You and should that he lived in
1: freedom, justice. right, until he died. Yes. apparently, Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: Well, a completely free man. This one.
1: Someone who murdered thirty-seven people and never going to jail for it.
0: Yeah, he's just waltzing around. But what is equally horrible is if this man didn't do it and now they're calling him the Zodiac killer. So
1: yeah, that's true.
0: I don't know. I don't know. Have you seen the
1: show Mindhunter? By the way, yes,
0: I have. Oh of course I have.
1: <laughs> that is David Fincher like the director slash producer of it, who made Fight Club. And mm-hmm. It's like it's my favorite. Yeah, you guys. Series. You it's on sh- Netflix. If, if you you're
0: interested in true crime, uh, it's fictional, but it does it ha- does have lots of truth to it, and they go uh, and investigate. This was when in the 70s, I believe, when the FBI really became privy to the fact that serial killers even existed and they got two FBI agents to actually this is true story to actually identify serial killers, go and talk to them in jail uh, and then get a psychological profile of them so they could start to figure out uh, what it took, what were the prerequisites to being a serial killer.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um yeah, so it's interesting. And
1: the actor in it, Jonathan Grotty or whatever. Jonathan Groff. Groff, Groff, Groff. Was, was the he's in Glee, which whatever, Glee. I never watched that, but he was in Hamilton. He was yes, the King to uh King George. You'll be back. I love that I sing it and my wife she's like no you're gonna get stuck in my head I
0: love Hamilton yeah Jonathan Groff is very very talented Uh, he's in that Uh, yeah but they go through Ed Kemper and Ted Bundy and just like all these the acting
1: is so good all the serial killers that they go and interview um Charles Manson. Yep. Oh, they they perf- the performances are just insane. Sorry, we're just like talking. We're, like, oh, not, well, don't waste well, your time on this new Squid Game trendy stuff. No,
0: watch Mindhunter and I'm then go and look up the real the real serial serial killers. The actors like perfectly emulate the actual serial killers. If you look up interviews of Ed Kemper and his whole ordeal, what a scary guy, uh, oh. a very scary smart guy. What what Taylor? Croff
1: Ro- is in Little Shop of Horrors. Little Shop. Like I guess are they remaking that on Broadway, or it is on Broadway. Yeah. Wow. With wow. the
0: f- with the trans actress playing uh, Audrey.
1: Oh gosh. Yeah. C-more. Um. Yeah. We just kind of did like a little entertainment segment here at the end of the day. For yeah. you. Instead, we didn't feel like eating um, spicy sauce, and <laughs> punishing ourselves. It's no fun when Will's not here. To No. Uh, he has the worst reactions to yeah, it. Yeah,
0: because so. we Taylor and I tolerate the hot sauce so well that it's just like you guys really don't have much to look at. That first time, not at all. I did not. I <laughs> that was, was the
1: best because we were so unprepared for it. We we, were the barred. whole room, we were like, oh my God, what have we done? <laughs> if you haven't seen that episode, go back and watch
0: it. Yeah, go hot, watch our first takes. episode of Hot Takes. Uh, I was crying, crying, really. And so was Will. After, after Will said that men shouldn't cry in public, Will was crying. <laughs> so shout out to Will. Also- Will right now is uh, on tour. I don't know which which campus he's at today. Let me let me take a look, but he's, he's suspecting there might be a little bit of trouble at this campus that he's at tonight. He's in Missouri. Yeah, Kansas City, University of Missouri.
1: So it's the same place where Michael Knowles got sprayed with a squirt gun with some unknown substance, and apparently people are saying there will be craziness at his event tonight. Yep, yep. So we will keep y'all posted. He'll also be joining us tomorrow for a segment to go over a hit piece. Um, that someone wrote in at Ole Miss, I think, or somewhere yep. in Mississippi. Um, they went down the rabbit hole, watched a bunch of Wilwood videos, and decided that he was dumb and a bigot. And so we're going to look at that and go over it with him. Should be fun.
0: Yeah, and hopefully he's he's uh, untouched at this at this event coming up, and he's in perfectly intact. No black eyes, no bruises.
1: And he's an alpha male. He'll be fine. Oh right? uh, yeah, totally. He's not a sorry boy at all. He,
0: and he doesn't. He sure as hell doesn't cry in public. <laughs>
1: Yeah, unless he's on this show.
0: Unless he's on this show in public.
1: Uh, real quick, super chat from Steve Dimonin. Mm-hmm. We are an inclusive free speech zone, provided the opinions you espouse are approved by us or else. Yep. Uh, hopefully he's not saying that about us no. on the podcast. No. I did have to, like, um, temp ban a, a troller, troll, troller today. A troller? What um, was the troller saying? I don't know. He was just being annoying to everyone in the on the uh. chat. Look, for the record, we say this. Um, Disagreement is welcome, but spamming and being just a straight up troll and, you know, being abusive or whatever in comments is not. Now, we have a higher tolerance for, quote unquote, what is what is defined as abusive mm. than um, your gender studies professor. Exactly. But at the end of the day.
0: Or the Department of Justice. Yeah. <laughs> <Heyo>. <laughs> Uh, but yeah so that's our that's really our, our show for today let me let me know if you guys want more more cultural stuff like that Zodiac Killer story because we can go into that drop that down in the comments below what do you guys want to see us cover on stream because a lot of it of course is, is political and breaking news do you want to see more cultural content do you want to see us react to things like somebody thinking they found the Zodiac Killer you let us know drop that down below please like subscribe click the notification bell to be notified every single day when we go live 2.30 PST 5.30 Eastern if you'd like to listen rather than watch you can go to google play spotify apple podcast leave us a five-star review there so that we know you love the show everybody else knows that you love the show and hopefully we can build a bigger community because that is what we're all about we want to get this information out to the masses if you guys would like a text to know when we go live text live two four one seven seven six that is live two four one seven seven six and we will be back tomorrow with some hot breaking stories we have plenty to talk about will will be on the show tomorrow for a segment as well so you'll get to check in with him i know you guys miss him so we'll see you tomorrow 230 psc 5 30 eastern bye guys
1: peace